This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to the Airbuds Podcast, an all-star edition of the Airbuds Jamel! I'm Peter. My name is Mike. How is it going, guys? We don't got basketball. We got 17 minutes. Tighten it up. <laughs> Listen, my bedtime was two and a half hours ago. Peter yeah, is soldier, on bro. East Coast time. Yeah. Uh, we we waited until the uh, All Star game was over to, tonight to record. Peter, thank you for staying up. Uh, hey, it was worth it. Nine, what a yeah. riveting fourth quarter <laughs> we all stayed up for. Ah, uh, we'll we'll get into it, but let's get some business out of the way, guys. Look, if you want to support the buds, hashtag support the buds. Go to patreoncom pod for five dollars. You get bonus episodes. You get a whole other series of of a show called Shmoney Talk, which we've been doing. Uh, Jamel, we've gotten uh, requests on topics to to cover on upcoming episodes. I don't know if you saw that in the, in the Discord. I didn't and don't care, but we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, basically people want us to explain Bitcoin. Uh, on Shmoney Talk, which I can't do. Okay. You ever seen Age of Ultron? Just like that, right? The yeah. whole movie is a big uh, an allegory for Bitcoin. It's all leading up to WandaVision. Is what yeah, you're yeah. yeah. I begrudgingly have watched all of WandaVision, by the way, since the last time we talked. How I'm is... not happy about it. I mean, for it to all boil down to one meme of my man with a turtleneck on, I that... just... <laughs> I love Hotep Vision so much. Yo, Hotep Vision went nuts online. Let's let's get to Water Vision at the end of this episode because I do want to talk about it. Because I, Peter, I also Falcon begin- is pissed. Falcon is so pissed. That show Guys, is, yeah. Okay, Patreon.com/slash Everyone's Pod. Five dollars gets you uh, access to our Discord, which is great. Uh, also, if you go to Apple Podcasts and you leave us a five-star review and write a review, we will read whatever you put into or uh, read it on the air, like this one right here. Uh, Thank you for the shirt I like is the headline from Drew's laptop. Five stars. Joel Embiid is the best basketball player in the solar system of this pod. Free I mean. Joel. No more haircuts oh. in, in L.A. That is maybe just the transition we needed to get right into the meat of the episode. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, once again, discriminated against by the NBA. (laughs) Forced out of the All-Star game because they got a haircut before flying there. This is the best thing that could happen to you, man. Honestly, yeah. I mean, Your team is, you were like, hey, do you wish Colin Sexton was uh, taking our place? And my answer is no. Because Colin Sexton is now safe in an undisclosed location for um, at least a few days before he heads out back on the NBA uh, COVID tour for the second half of the season. Yeah. Uh, Doc Rivers, early this morning uh, at his All-Star Coach uh, press conference, revealed that Joel and Ben had come in contact with a barber that – tested positive for COVID and were they were likely to not play in the game. Um, Joel Embiid, for his part, tweeted like halfway through the game about all the fresh haircuts of all the players being like, <laughs> man, I really wish I had picked the right guy to line my shit up, basically. Um, but yeah, uh, 
that sucked for me on my part, but I don't know. What did you guys think of the All-Star game uh, overall? I mean, at least we know they're hanging out together and uh, trying to get up on some hoes. Uh, good, good for them. Uh, the All-Star as a whole, uh, I liked it. Bill scored 20. I love that. I didn't really care about much else. I mean, Giannis did say these teams were wildly unfair, and it did turn out to be um, I pretty totally, accurate. Man, what was I doing? I lost six bucks. I put up 100 on two bets, and prop bets, and I missed on Jokic 13 and a half. I went with the over. He was on the court the whole time they went up 20, but it was all just Steph and Dame making threes. Yeah, you bet on the guy that does not like yeah. playing basketball at all. He just wants <laughs> try to try very Coca-Cola. hard in a game where it doesn't matter. Like Jesus. that was your that was your bad. That was pretty pretty fucking dumb. Uh Giannis uh won MVP. Mr. Tryhard. Mr. All Star Game Tryhard ass. I don't know. I, I felt like uh, maybe Dame or Steph deserved it over him, but Peter, what did you think? I mean, it probably should have been Dame or Steph pretty clearly. It didn't... I mean, listen, this is the one time of year I can enjoy Steph just being awesome at shooting. I felt like he just kept his rhythm going from the three-point contest. I know they would never keep things this way, and I know I'm jumping around, but it's pretty nice to have it all on one fucking night so your whole weekend isn't ruined. We were talking about that right before you yeah, hopped on. The it, was, it was like, yeah, it, it was part great. of why It was part of why the dunk contest sucked, but I agree. And I think the dunk contest would have sucked anyway. If it was on Saturday, I, so. I actually didn't think the dunk contest was terrible given the circumstance. I actually thought the right dude to won, which was just something that I don't feel like has happened in years. Right. I think it was I good was... that he didn't kiss the rim. I think I would have been upset with him had he actually kissed the rim. Why? Because it's nasty. It is nasty, but like you're there to be nasty, right? <laughs> I, That's every okay. room Mike Benner walks into, baby. Yeah, I never thought of the All-Star Weekend as nasty. I mean, the TNT part. Are you kidding me? The you TNT never part. The All-Star Weekend is nasty. The TNT part. Everything unfilmed, obviously nasty. Do you know so many players went out last night with their their GPS location services off on their phone so the NBA can track the nasty shit they did last night. The All-Star Weekend is all about nasty. Yeah, yeah wait till Adam Silver done. hears about burner phones. He's going to lose his mind. Yeah. Oh, he's got. You don't think James Harden went to Magic City last night? Come on. (laughs) Nah, they went somewhere else. I mean, they probably did some local. They probably just like put a tent over a Sunoco. (laughs) It'd be funny if like James Harden came to LA for the first time, like when he was like a rookie, and um, I guess he's from LA. But yeah, go 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 with this uh, this analogy. He was like, bro, they've got Magic City. In Atlanta, but they've got the Magic Castle in LA. Okay. <laughs> he shows up to the Magic Castle thinking it's gonna be strippers. <laughs> but then he's just like really wowed by like close-up magic. This is my sitcom pilot. I was about to say, who are you pitching this to? Me. <laughs> I'm so um yeah, the dunk contest. I, I I don't know. Peter liked it. I thought it kind of sucked. Cassius um, Stanley got robbed. Come on, Dominique Williams that, is being an asshole. That is hundred percent true. That best first dunk of the first round. That first best, dunk, best dunk of the first least, round. Yeah, it was at least a forty-eight. Yeah, that first dunk of, was the best dunk of the night. Honestly, of the yeah, night. but yeah. that's how it always goes. The best round in the three-point contest is in the first round. The best dunk is never in the finals, and the best competition is never. The skills, because why do they make us watch that? Why? Why do they make us watch that? Because we want to it's see basically guys do stuff. Just who wants to hit a three? That's it. Who wants to hit one three? But that Shout pass is kind of hard. Kenny Smith, uh, they were interviewing players before the skills competition started, and Chris Paul was up. And uh, Kenny Smith like said to Chris Paul something along the lines of, like, hey, uh, Chris, be honest. 
Um, do you ever like do any drills that are similar to like what happens in the skulls competition to like improve your game or practice? And like the the like subtext was like, don't you agree that this competition is fucking stupid and meaningless? <laughs> and it kind of is. It is. 100% a dumb, boring competition. They need to bring back the Shooting Stars uh, yes. competition. Such a better competition. Not this year, obviously, because uh, you don't want to bring WNBA players or old people into the mix <laughs> during a pandemic. But like in 2025, we need to get Shooting Stars back and we need Chris Bosh to be like the inaugural NBA legend. Right? He was really didn't he, like he win that like a bunch of years in a row. Was he's the winningest shooting stars person in history. <laughs> he won it like six times. Damn. I would have the, signed off on two ball. I feel like healthy WNBA players more chill than Chris Bosch with a heart murmur or whatever he's got going on. Yeah, he has a pre existing condition. He's got blood clot issues. So like, yeah, definitely bringing him back this year would not have been good, but when we're all vaccinated, bring Chris Bosch back to like captain the Shooting Stars competition. You know what they should have done? You remember that time they had everybody come and try to make threes? It was like a bunch of people and like oh yeah, coast- raise money for Craig Sager. But, yeah, yeah. But what if the it was threes for shots? It was like every three they hit, ten thousand people get vaccinated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, or something like that. Yes. You know, it's it, that is a, as arbitrary as our current vaccination system. So, like, <laughs> yes, why not? I'm just throwing stuff out there. Let's see if it sticks. Yeah. I mean, right now we're like, countries are like literally like, oh, we can't vaccinate more than 40% of people because we didn't buy enough of shots. We fucked up. And you're just like... Why is like purchasing power affecting the health of the the globe? Like can't bro, can Johnson and Johnson Marx just like give it out, shit, bro? Come you? on, man. No, they're making us pay. They're making us pay for forgetting about baby powder. Mm, that's a good point. I forgot about baby powder. I don't use it. Exactly. They I could know. use it. Honestly, <laughs> they oh oh, they are very aware of the fucking <laughs> baby powder numbers, and they're coming back for every fucking cent of that shit. Um, LeBron did not have a good game. I don't think I was expecting to have a good game because he was not happy about even being there in the first place. I don't know. What did you guys think? I mean, he drafted the better team and then just did nothing, which is the appropriate thing to do when you're 47 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And while I'm here, Dame should have been MVP. Get the fuck out of here. He shot the ball the furthest. (laughs) Did the game on a half court shot that we all knew was going in. Come on, man. I can't. He's man. He went what? One for three from out there. He tried to shoot one from just past the line. I'll tell you what. Didn't he like Steph tried like a like probably a thirty five footer, missed. Ball went down the other end. Came back. Dame shot like probably a forty five footer and nailed it to to win the game. I just feel like that alone is like oh yeah. Uh, he just showed stuff up. He should be. MVP. Yeah, I mean, exactly. But it's always high points. Whoever has the most points on the winning team is just... Right. So Giannis was the MVP. Uh, he's credited as being 16 of 16. Um, Peter, Jamel, and I were talking about this before you logged on to the Zoom. Uh, I saw him miss two dunks. I don't know why he is 16 for 16. It also is a like him doing well in the All Star game is a metaphor for how he does in basketball in general, which is he just uses his freak size and length to just get dunks. But at the end of the day, is it really proven to be anything of value in terms of like you know actually being a good basketball player who wins a championship see but that's see that's what you and i like how you ended that peter is that the line for being a good basketball player in your mind 
You no. gotta win it all. I'm die fooey. Yeah, well that that's because you're like a broken fan who has yeah. will never win anything, so it doesn't really matter to you. But like Giannis should win a championship. Why? Why? Because you want him because you say he has to for your life. Yeah. Well, I don't want your life. So, <laughs> good. <laughs> so you don't. So what? You just want him to be happy by losing? Is that what you're you were advocating for? Mm-hmm. Okay. Bucks tank the rest of the season. <laughs> and just let the I Wizards get the seven the seed, please. That everything Jamel has ever said uh, on this podcast is an actual quote from Varsity Blues. Yeah. I don't and want your I don't life. want your life is the biggest hint at all of that. <laughs> Jamel's has been remixing Varsity Blues dialogue this entire what five years now? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jamel yeah. is secretly playing James Vanderbeek this whole time. Every yeah. joke I every joke I get off on this show is from outside twenty yards. <laughs> I know I also a fun a fun thing that I know in my heart we've never we've never talked about varsity blues at all but I know Jamel knows that movie from start to finish because he's a football guy and you've definitely you've watched that you've had coaches give you speeches from that movie haven't you sort of kind of yes. <laughs> <laughs> we've never talked about varsity blues but I know in my heart of hearts that you know that movie from start to finish they scanned my cat. They scanned my cat. Uh, you know, a movie I watched yesterday, uh, very sad to find out, does not hold up. Can hardly wait. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, I could have told you that, man. Yeah, man. What, what, what I, I've, that I've held that movie in high esteem in my mind for years. Haven't watched it in probably 20 years. Uh, Why did you do that? Be well, the, the show I'm working on, we're breaking a house party episode, and I kept referencing it. And then I finally was like, I should probably watch this to make sure my references hold up, and they don't. Um, but uh, there is an uh, an N word joke right in the middle of it that uh destroys the whole thing for me, makes me be like, I can't believe I have hold on, I'm gonna just go out on a limb and say, Is it a Seth Green joke? No, but it's his friends. Seth Green does not say the N-word, but the like his crew does. He's not in the, the scene. Because he's, he's locked in the bathroom with six feet under. He's fucking six feet under during this this joke. Anyways. I, I mean, even just his character in that movie is like Oh, the character is completely wildly uncomfortable. They do like try to like own it by being like, what are you trying to do? You're not this person but like i don't think they do it in the right way like i feel like they thought they were doing it in the right way but they don't do it in the right way it's, it's actually a really dark <laughs> good thing the bully in that movie is actually the best part i think oh yeah uh uh mike mike dexter yeah i i i texted my the my writing staff because we've been talking about can't hardly wait i was like Here's the best part of this movie. This movie actually doesn't hold up at all, but here's the best part. It's the clip of him saying, like, oh, yeah, a man, duh, in the middle of the of the party because he and Jennifer Love Hewitt's character is fighting. And then they cut to his best friend who is cracking up at the a man, duh, thing. The only person <laughs> laughing. And his, and his girlfriend is being like, stop. Like, and like that was the funniest part of the movie. I'll send you guys the video. It's great. Anyways, don't watch Can't Really Wait. There's so many other better movies out there. That's if that's all you get out of this episode. Lucky you. That's it. Yeah. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. 
Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Um, let's talk about WandaVision for a second before I wrap it up because I know Peter's got to go to bed in four minutes. Peter, I can... I can I can hold on for a little while longer if we're talking about okay, WandaVision. You forced yourself to catch up on WandaVision. Tell me why you did that and what was the experience like? <sighs> Honestly, I was just like I pretty much already know what happens in this show just from like seeing memes. But I just wanted to see what it would be like to kind of go through something post like what is Marvel gonna be? I I like begrudgingly watched so many fucking movies of theirs, two dozen Marvel movies, and Peter, do you at remember the end of the day, going to see Doctor Strange the day after Donald Trump got elected <laughs> together? What, dude? That was one of the most disorienting experiences I have ever been a part of in like a collective consciousness. We all it got was... hammered and watched Donald Trump get got like get elected. And then the next day, we went and watched a superhero movie starring what is essentially a Donald Trump figure. (laughs) In the afternoon, and a movie about just, like, is the reality that you're living in real? And what are the implications of that? And it was just, like, 60 people seeing a matinee, and you could just, like, palpably feel no one wanted to be there. We all had the same experience. Like, we all, like... We're like, this is upsetting us more than giving us an escape. <laughs> this is worse. This yeah. was a bad decision. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was a uh, uh, this. Uh, this movie's just all. It's just so. It's just, just propaganda. It's such, it's such military propaganda. It's so intense. WandaVision? Vision, like, just Marvel. It's just so much like CGI oh, sure. shoot 'em up. It's just so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, duh. I don't know. She was fine. It was fine. Catherine Hahn was good. I don't... Does it... It was just a movie. It was just a movie, right? Uh, they, I, they, I like... They, they had to freak it. It's like a weird kind of... Um, it, it was just a little too inside baseball. So inside baseball. It was the most inside baseball you could possibly be. Right. But for people that have been inside that baseball for a decade, fucking loved it. For someone like me that, like, I've watched most Marvel shit. There's a lot I've missed, but I've, you know, checked out most of it. Like, I, uh, I'm, i like, vaguely aware. I feel like as Marvel goes, I'm more, like, I... I like knowing what goes on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe by like checking out the Wikipedia page more than like reading the comics or watching the movies. So like I haven't seen all the movies, but I'm generally aware of what's going on because I like I like mythology, I like subcultures, I like knowing what's happening. Uh, I did watch all of this show. It is a bad show overall. It was good in that it was something to watch during a pandemic and I'm just constantly needing things to watch. Um, I think it disproved uh, Jamel's take about Catherine Hahn. I think she proved that she had a third or fourth move in there. Um, Do you think she's going to get nominated for this? I feel no, like she's going to no, get nominated, nominated for, for what? A cable ace award that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Jamel has a good point. I, she can't get nominated for something. At least an MTV sense. movie award. <laughs> Listen. A Circuit City, a Circuit City Comeback Award? Yeah, I just yeah, the Circuit City Comeback Award, that's our <laughs> yo, somebody get one of those made up. It's just a i it's just a iPhone power source cube. Yeah. It's just a it's just like a Motorola flip phone with a socket on the front of They're it. Their building was a plug. 
I was about to say, wasn't the saying. Circuit City logo basically the iPhone Power Cube before that existed? Yeah. It was a cut. It was just red, but it was the same thing. Yeah, the ad was the, it being plugged into the earth. That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, WandaVision, uh, mostly bad. Um, wasted Paul Bettany for the most part. He's actually a very funny comic actor, and I will point you guys to a Knight's Tale to prove myself right. Oh, Knight's Tale is a classic with him. Yeah. Good pull. And uh, also, and he just the... wasn't interesting or good at all the entire series. And I think generally, two of the worst characters in all of the Marvel movies that they just then made a whole show about. Like Jamel, what's what is Sword? Is I... Sword just Shield again? I guess that's what I'm thinking. I think Sword and Shield are like the FBI and the CIA. Like they're just kind of like two separate competing organizations with generally similar but different powers. Okay. That's my take. I don't know for sure, honestly, but yeah. Here's my question How many white kids end up enrolling in a historically black college or a university? Because of the WandaVision memes. <laughs> Not because of the All-Star game. Because Not of the because of the All-Star game. Because of all of it. Because the memes hit the same time as the All-Star game. Right. Hotep Vision memes hit the same time as the HBCU All-Star game. By the way, I just want to point out, um, we didn't talk about this. Probably my actual favorite part of the All-Star game was the... Uh, the marching bands in the player introductions uh incredible Just, it wasn't it wasn't the kamala harris interview no i Ooh. with michael b jordan i didn't understand why oh, i was looking at that um, <laughs> was michael b jordan did he have a band-aid on was he hurt no that was just the, the tom clancy trailer <laughs> okay yeah i, I was i be mean, that's a big conflation for me anyways i've been a big fan of marching bands for a long time happy to be reminded that they can be incorporated into giant events let's get them into nba games when the pandemic is over at every opportunity Uh, what if instead of just the all-star game proceeds you donated all nba proceeds to hbcus i mean what if any of these fools who played in the game went to a black school chris paul went to fucking wake forest he's taking night classes at winston-salem now and bought one sweatsuit well, they did include Robert Covington. Uh, he's the only active NBA player that went to an HBCU. They included him in the skills competition <laughs> oh, for that um, reason, basically. Uh, is Kylo Quinn not active anymore? <laughs> no, Kylo Quinn's not active anymore. Where did Kylo Quinn go? Norfolk State. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no, he's. Uh, I don't think he's been on a roster in like a year and a half. Dang. Just cut him, I think, like last year after the pandemic hit. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, I wrote a paper about this shit mad long, like, uh, what, summer before my senior year? We had this. Did y'all have the junior year research paper? No. That was just some Virginia standardized shit. So junior year, everybody has to write a research paper. And I wrote my first paper just about some bullshit, like, you know why uh pu- public schools are fine and you know it just, like that was just that you know what i'm saying i was just public like schools are fine by 17 year old jamel johnson exactly i was just like look just let me skate just let me have this i just wrote a bullshit paper we might have had and, like the junior year like midterm paper uh but i was like like i was putting the dumb track in school <laughs> so sure. like they 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 hid me from like any any standardized testing or like any like the if the like superintendent came to school they were like hey mike guess what you and all your friends are going to the field trip you guys are going to, to the, the to the closet behind hours. the gymnasium yeah, <laughs> so then i fucking fail english 11 <laughs> because of this paper? No, listen. I not because I passed the paper. Okay. Then fail the class anyway. Got to retake it in the summer. 
And I'm like, fuck. Uh, well, shit, do I have to redo the paper? They're like, yes. So then I'm so mad. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to write the fucking paper of the century. And then I write this fucking six-page paper on why, like, Division One sports have basically, like, uh, killed uh, black colleges, kind of. I was just, my my whole thing was just like, what if, Tra- how funny would it be if Trajan Langdon went to Florida A&M? That's your thesis statement. Had your that time, was my man. thesis. Yeah. And then We're like 16 years too early. Yeah, son. That shit was on a floppy disk, bro. I didn't have a research paper, but I had a persuasive like speech competition that everyone had to do junior year. Ooh, and uh that sounds like politician training. Yeah. That sounds was. like boys town. Well, I mean shit. it was some fucking well, I, I at this all boys school. Ohio had just banned gay marriage. And I was like, uh, hey, that's probably a bad unconstitutional idea. And I didn't like didn't do well. And I was like, wait a minute. Two of the judges of this competition are like the football coaches. Like <laughs> why the right. They definitely <laughs> why the they fuck definitely are... called you the F word while while the who won the competition. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Look at this pedal biter over here in his fucking speech. <laughs> and that's impressive that you lost because uh, you you recently showed Jamel and I uh, pictures of you as a as a small boy, and uh, you look like a hunky quarterback. Yep, hot stuff, baby. That was me, hot Pete. And also, Ew. you're like a you're like six one, six two, and like you've got like you've got like a, a a nine foot wingspan. Like I don't know if listeners know this, but Peter's <laughs> arms are so long. Why weren't you a quarterback? You could have slanged that ball ninety yards. Bro, are you kidding me? First of all, I'm Jewish. Oh. Second of all, I can't throw oh. a fucking spiral. No love for what fucking Jay Fiedler. No, Bernie Kosar. No, yeah. Bernie Kozar is not a Jew. Oh, <laughs> his name is Bernie. Very much. <laughs> yeah, that's that. I, I just my bad. Um, no, Jay Fielder's fine. I yeah, guess. Yeah, Jay Fielder was tight, dude. Who's the other he, like short Jewish quarterback from like the nineties or eighties? He had like a cereal named after him. Are you thinking of Doug Brian Flutie? Captain Crunch? I don't know who. Flutie, yeah. Doug, Doug, Flutie. Doug Flutie's yeah. not Jewish, man. He's just small. He's spiritually <laughs> Jewish, I feel like. <laughs> he went to Boston College. Yeah, there's Jews that went there. I know people. I know. I know where. I know three Jews that went to Boston College. That I, Bro, once again, I, back to my point. All of these white kids that graduate from Jackson State in 2035 because of this crazy Disney Plus. Black college all-star game. I can't wait. Dude, I, w- I went to visit a friend of mine at Boston College on St. Patrick's Day. And that is one of the distinct times in my life where I felt uncomfortable for being Jewish. I was like, I do not belong here. And they know I don't belong here. I mean, hey, we uh, are friends with uh, someone you went to college with, Peter, who is the most Boston-looking guy I've ever met. And when we went to Massachusetts for your wedding, when we were literally, we all landed at the airport, and Jamal, I believe you were in the car for this, he said, I'm going to get beat up at some point this weekend. And we're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And he was like, I just, for whatever reason, I'm from here. I don't know why I'm from Boston, but whenever I come to Boston, people try to beat me up because I just look like someone that Boston people want to beat up. And this is like a tall, like, you know, well-built, handsome white man. And uh, sure enough, we we go to a bar after after your wedding. Yeah, night night two, night two, night two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It was it was the after party for your wedding. And uh, and someone tries to beat him up, and I'm like, if this guy can't be comfortable in Boston, of course you can't be comfortable in Boston, Peter. Here's the secret about our friend who you're referencing. Yeah, he's 
of like direct both of his parents are uh, are British. Right, but he grew up. So I really think there's some there's he grew up in the Boston area, but there's something about him being so distinctly English looking that just runs in the blood of right like, Paul Revere's descendants Bostonians. Yeah. They're just like they look at his face and they're like, I don't know what it is. But something about my great great grandfather's blood coursing through me tells me I need to beat the shit out of you right now, and it's true. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, I haven't thought about that. But excellent prediction by him. He like he definitely he called it. He put something in the first act that paid off in the third act really well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, WandaVision, not great. I. Uh... Catherine Hahn was good. It was pretty like kind of predictable. She, was she good? Yeah. She was very funny for the yeah. first seven episodes and then like was a good villain in the last few. Yeah. No, you know what? Because the key to a good villain is just being super like annoying. I was just like, oh, somebody hit this lady with a rocket. <laughs> she was the only funny one when they were doing like the office family uh, Modern, oh, the family, Modern thing. family episode. God, that was a terrible episode. And then the episode after that, with the like, where they like explain all of the trauma. I was like, they're not landing what they think they're landing. Yeah. See, it's like I, it was a good attempt, but they missed on some stuff. Yeah. It's like they kind of still kind of half did it, and then to bring the way they brought in the other dude. I was just like, I don't know. I guess, man. Also, like, just don't understand the Scarlet Witch and Vision's, like, romance at all. Dog, it's like, he was fucking fake-ass Hugh Grant. He's like, what if what if Hugh Grant was a compact presario? <laughs> <laughs> it is like, here's, like, AI Hugh Grant and uh, this boring woman teaches them how to watch full house and that's how their entire love story begins like i i just didn't understand or care for it i mean i think you nailed it yeah yeah she is so broken that only a computer can put her back together emotionally which yeah i i i i get it i get it i've been watching law and order for 1000 days straight i get it I, just a little yeah i will say i do like that there's female representation for like white guys have been like um using sitcoms as their personality for decades like dudes have fucked off tinder because they put an office quote in their profile for for nine years now so it's great that like finally we see a woman getting to like build her entire personality off of sitcoms that she grew up watching. There you go. Yeah. I like that. I didn't realize that uh Officer Rambo was the recast friend from Captain Marvel. Oh no, that's that's the friend's daughter. So we see the like the nine year old yeah. girl in in Captain. It took me a while to put that together as well. I peeped that. Wait, too. really? Just, yeah, yeah th- it was a setup for Captain Marvel too. Yeah. Oh, it's the daughter. It's the yeah. daughter that we see in Captain Marvel. And when oh, the because begin, Captain the Marvel friend, takes place in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. I took so me a minute to died. figure that out too. They wrote in that the mom dies during the disappearing. Yeah. Yeah. The crazy thing is like. They basically steal the leftovers to kind of round out. Well, I mean, I know it's probably a comic or two, but like now you actually have this thing that's happening that like is kind of like the fake thing that you made up for your space universe. And like <laughs> Marvel you know predicted I mean? COVID is what you're saying. Uh, not that they predicted it, but like you would think that there would. Do you think? Do you think they're pissed? Do you think they're like, "Fuck, this is kind of like COVID"? No, I think they're happy because they're like, they love it. Yes, this is kind of like COVID. But if you loved it, wouldn't you lean into it further? 
I think they will. I think any show that is any Marvel show that is like starting now is probably doing some kind of COVID pandemic type storyline. Next week, Nick. they got the new one coming out. Right, but week. I think that was written. Falcon that is was next week before the pandemic yeah. for sure. So what's after that? Well, I got She-Hulk. Captain Marvel too. Uh, She-Hulk Ooh. is the next Marvel show coming out, which is kind of a more comedic legal parody show. Um. I don't know. Uh, my friend, I don't know, friend of the pod. I don't know if you guys know Cody Ziegler, but yeah, he wrote on it. It's apparently very funny, very fun. But that's uh, fire. I'm gonna play fucking Marvel vs. Capcom after this. I I want one of those one-up arcade machines of Marvel vs. Capcom. Do, do they make that? Just, I don't know. Just don't you got a PS4? Yes, but I want to stand and play. Uh, wait Benner yeah. I can't believe we're talking about this at the end of this episode and I definitely have to go soon after this we have to talk about Jimmy Pesto <laughs> I've gotten so many text messages about <laughs> you are like an actual qualified person to speak about this oh my god I'll give the uh, the little rundown. Um, so, uh, the FBI tweeted out the other day. I think it was Thursday, late, like early afternoon Thursday. They tweeted out, "We're looking for information about this individual." They had several photos of a someone who stormed the Capitol. The picture was very clearly. Uh, Alt comedy icon Jay Johnston of Mr. Show, of Arrested Development, uh, and of Bob's Burgers, the show that I wrote on uh, for I don't know five years. Like I, I I worked on it from like 2010, started as an assistant, got bumped up to staff writer, worked on it until like 2016. Uh, he played Jimmy Pesto, who is Bob's rival, uh, interacted with Jay Johnston probably on a um, near weekly basis for on and off for about six years. Uh, Here's what I'll say about him. Always very like individualistic. I'm putting that in air quotes right now. Always like (laughs) uh, in a way that was like, basically like, Oh, you're a libertarian. Like you are a libertarian. Um, But, uh, yeah, he uh, he was never bad. He was always very funny as Jimmy Pesto. He was always very nice, but also like kind of enjoyed arguing a lot, which is like I think a red flag for me in general. Like he, not that like not the way we argue about like basketball or whatever, but like he would introduce a topic explicitly because he wanted to fight with someone, um, and. Also, very like world renowned for partying to the point where like he has clearly lost a lot of brain cells to cocaine and alcohol and other various drugs. So, I haven't probably talked to him since 2016 or so. Um, definitely before like Donald Trump was a huge thing. Um, and uh, am I surprised that he wound up a Megan? guy not at all because again everything i just said leads to someone with brain damage and libertarian values becoming a mega person am i surprised that i am like i kind of know someone who stormed the capitol and is indirectly like responsible for five deaths and trying to overthrow the country yes i'm surprised about that I'll say um, when I first moved to Los Angeles and was um, really pretty close to somebody who ended up getting sober maybe three or four years into my time in L.A., um, that person was always hanging around him, always hanging around him, always getting super fucking drunk. And I was, you know, 23 or 24. It was like, oh, my God, it's this dude who I've seen on TV a bunch. This is just what cool fun actor people do um 
And then the last time I saw him in the neighborhood, um, he was wearing the exact same camo thing that he was photographed with on the Capitol steps. And he was driving like a broken down Jeep that was probably like a World War II relic. Right. I was like, that all checks out pretty fucking hard for me. Question to you both. Does this finally prove that alternative comedy is bad? (laughs) Michael Bennett. I think, I think absolutely so. I will point out to Peter, um, he's only gotten more money um, in the last four or five years. I'm sure he has been upped to a uh, full-time regular on Bob's Burgers, which means probably he's getting uh, $25,000 to $50,000 an episode. Um, he, back when he was just a guest star on Bob's Burgers, he was driving one of those Toyota Land Cruisers from like the 60s where like it, it had no roof and it, like, it felt like a military car. So he, oh, so he was funding these idiots too. He was always... He was, abs- yo, that Bob's Burgers brand <laughs> paid for some Damn. bulletproof vests. Absolutely. Wow. I'm sure Bob... Like, okay, so I will I will acquit the Bob's Burgers writers that I know of this. We have... I have been texting with some of them. Uh, they all hate him. They all... Uh, the the people that knew he was kind of had these leanings are like, yeah, I, I fucking hated that guy for years. There are some people that seem surprised by this because they just haven't talked to him that much because he's a weirdo, so they avoided him. Uh, but there, uh, I won't say much beyond. Um, uh, someone told me that they're all fighting over who gets the right the Jimmy Pesto dies episode, <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that is it was a joke or if it is kind of a joke or if it is like actual truth, but I believe it because the writing staff of Bob's Burgers is full of menches and good people. I wonder who's going to play the new character who comes in and starts a successful restaurant, Jimmy Zesto. <laughs> right, it's mm-hmm. Bay Bonston. Mm-hmm. Does anybody, <laughs> did anybody even get to, who was talking? I haven't heard anybody say nothing because then I got kicked off Twitter like two days before this fucking jumped off. That is wild, by the way. That Jay Johnson <laughs> is probably like still posting on Facebook, but Jamel has been kicked off social media because he, he posted a, someone else's video that had Mary J. Blige in it. <laughs> and I should also, I misspoke. I made Dan put Mary J. Blige on the video. Oh, okay. okay. But still, like, what the fuck? Yeah. I had no idea how illegal that was. I mean, we've... The Airbuds account has gotten suspended several times over uh, (laughs) me uh, posting videos that I edited of NBA players dancing to sad Solange songs. Oh, yeah. That was a good like time. months apart. Like I got we got suspended one time because of like one specific Solange video. And then I deleted it and we like came back like a day later. And then two months later, it was like another Solange video that was part of the same thread. Like they just I don't know what they're doing at Twitter. They just I think there's just bots that crawl and try to find these DCMA takedowns. Yo, these crawling bots, bro. You guys got to watch Age of Ultron again. That's all I'm saying. I watched it recently. It was actually not bad. Bro, every time I realized I just paid my Disney Plus bill, I watch all of the Marvel movies in a row. (laughs) Also, it's because the best part about Age of Ultron, it's right after the Blacklist came out, so James Spader is just hot as fuck. And so he is the voice of Ultron. It's just, it's a good moment in time. You're just like, oh yeah, the blacklist. Okay. Has anyone edited Age of Ultron VO into his lines on The Office? Because that might be very funny. I might do that. <laughs> yeah, get up on that. I like that. Oh, right. Wasn't he on both at this? Like, he I was think like, he was on, on both the blacklist, guesting time. The Office. Yeah. And also, at, yeah. God, James Spader fucking owned 2013? He owned like 1984 through 89 and then like 2011 through 2013. 
Age of Ultron, 2015. No way. Really? It's a crazy run. 2015 is wild that that was that late. Anyways, guys, let's wrap this up. I'm going to go eat dinner. Uh, I'm going to go to bed. Just give me some sort of of second half of the season thing. I mean, look. Just give me one. Just give me one. I don't know. Blake Griffin. I don't. Blake Griffin going to the Nets is fucking wild. I can't believe we haven't talked about that yet. I, I mean, mean I gave, we we gave it all the time it deserved. Blake Griffin. Is he, it, does he play? Is he going to play for them? He plays with his Harold team every Monday night now, and and because he's you know local to Manhattan. <laughs> okay, guys, I need a. Suggestion for not getting off the ground. Uh, he's had zero dunks so far this season. I think that changes with Brooklyn. That's my prediction. I think he has been literally preserving his body in Detroit uh, because he he knew he was not long for that team. And uh, I think he comes off the bench in Brooklyn and he is A, a good playmaker, and B, I think a better post player. And I think that's what they needed. I think they needed another, like, a bench guy on the front court that could, like, be trusted still, with the ball. Does he does he play post-offense? Yeah. I mean, he okay. hasn't so far this season. But, I again, I think he's, like, literally been, like, preserving his body in Detroit. You forget last season he was very good for the Pistons. And what was like a a terrible team, but like he was playing point forward very effectively last year before, like obviously before the bubble happened because the Pistons did not go to the bubble. But yeah. If this team doesn't win, yeah, I'm going to be pissed now. And I don't even know why. Um, I think the Sixers, as long as Ben and Joel uh, don't get COVID, um, are still the favorites and i say that like kind of like i hate myself saying it out loud but i think they're better than the nets with blake i don't know a worthy eastern conference finals if that winds up being the finals that will be incredible brooklyn philly i i want it bad uh get zach levine to philly yeah (laughs) that makes no sense that can't happen that will not happen why not man because Dude, did you see Daryl Morey just kamikaze the Houston Rockets for five years? You don't think that can happen? Who are the Sixers giving up to get Zach Levine? That doesn't make any sense. Thibault. It's so it's so funny that this podcast is fifty minutes long and we spent the most of our basketball talk in the last two minutes. Yeah. Peter was like, "We need to do uh, eighteen minutes. We're gonna do fifteen oh. of of All Star game, and then three of Wandavision. Then we're out. And now we're like almost an hour, <laughs> and we're finally talking about basketball games. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Let's get out of here. Peace. Love you. Bye. <laughs>